Welcome to Co-op Mode Round 35. This is the official video game podcast of Secret Friends Unite. I'm your host, Todd Oxtra, joined by the waiting one, Mark Carabin. <laughs> How are you doing, buddy? I am uh, patiently waiting the arrival of our baby. Um, not our baby, Todd. <laughs> well, yeah. Although... Yeah. That would be a beautiful creation, I'm sure. Uh, the the my my wife is uh, she's ready to go, and I know I said this two weeks ago that by the next time I might be uh, a father, I might have a, a child, but not quite yet. The due date uh, was this past Friday, so we're recording on Sunday, um, the 24th. So we're a couple of days over, and uh, and I, I I know my wife is a lot more impatient at this point than I am. She's just uh, she's she's ready to not be pregnant. I think so. <laughs> I tell anyway, you something: both- the 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 carabins, I believe, hate uh, delayed release dates. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, well, it's funny. Uh, my mom actually made that joke. She said, you know how much Mark always, because I like to be usually on time for, uh, you know, for showing up to things and and whatever. And I was uh, delivered exactly on my due date. Uh, November 4th, I came out ready to go swinging and and all set up. So uh, she kind of made that joke of, uh, you know, well, if he's anything like you, he's going to like to be on time. Um, So quite the case after his mother now, maybe. Uh, possibly, yeah. We'll, I won't we'll put you in a corner so, on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the same in our household. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, we uh, we're very excited. I, I built a swing, and and we have everything else all set up and and built and ready to go. So uh, we're just just a waiting game now. So we'll see. Wow. Well, have your switch charged. And ready yes. to go in your bug bag <laughs> when it happens. You know, it things is, like that didn't yeah. exist when uh, when Logan was born in 2005. Pre-iPhone, I had my BlackBerry rim device that I think you could access the internet on. Times changed. <laughs> but we watched Star Trek The Next Generation on the TV in my wife's room to keep us occupied as we waited for Logan to arrive. It was funny. He... Um, sorry guys, we're talking a little baby stuff. Logan, uh, my wife woke up. I was supposed to go to North Dakota on a business trip that morning of, this was a month before Logan was supposed to be coming. She tells me, uh, she wakes up at like five a.m. in the morning. She says, I think I'm having the baby today. I'm like, Oh, I guess I'm not going to North Dakota. So then, so yeah, we, 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 we leave, uh, we actually, because it was one of those things. A lot of times these are not a rush scenario like you see in the movies. Got her ready, got everything in the car. We stopped at Starbucks on the way to the hospital, <laughs> having fun. Oh, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, you know, basically 12 hours later, Logan came. Uh, he was 6 pounds, 10 ounces at 6 p.m., 6, 10 p.m. at night. So a little synergy wow. there. Wow! So, yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah. That's so, fantastic. Folks, yeah, I, I can't wait. Uh, it, it, obviously, it's a little too late to make predictions on uh, weight or anything like that, but you know, <laughs> uh, we shall see. But this is exciting times. Yeah. So we'll see um, if yeah. the next time. I mean, next time we assume baby will be here. If not, oh, uh, uh, for sure. I have. Uh, we we have like uh, an induction date for set for next week. Um, so yeah. There's there's no chance that in two weeks he's not going to be here. So um, I, I look forward to 
to being able to, to gush and, and uh, ramble on even more than usual in a very tired new parent state, I'm sure. And a uh, funny thing, I thought you would be the proud parent before I was, but uh, just to let everybody know, we officially adopted a dog this Saturday, and we have little Rufus has joined the crew. <laughs> I was not allowed to make any of the names because uh, I would have probably had a couple that would have been gaming related mm-hmm. or, or something geek related. But no, Rufus uh, Pendragon is his name, apparently. Okay. There we go. Yeah. All so, right. Because uh, that's that add- doesn't sound geeky at all. <laughs> so when we're not talking about babies, we'll probably talk a little bit about video games. It's amazing how that happens. I guess. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Well, um, but babies are happening this year, but some video games may not. So, but, but some did. So, Mark, um, you've been playing some games, and one I'm very excited mm-hmm. about because I'm a huge fan of the series. Yeah, so I'll start off uh, Shantae and the Seven Sirens. I was lucky enough to get a review code for this one from Way Forward. So thank you very much uh, to them for this code. I've been, I, I love this series. It's it's, uh, you know, they're they're really really solid games mechanically. Um, just really good kind of. Metroidvania, for lack of a better word, I know everyone hates the Metroidvania name, but you know what? We'll call it uh, what it is. Um, but they're they're so light, they're so fun, they're so they have so much personality, and this one's no different. The art style is amazing. It has these like. <clears throat> animated cutscene kind of things that are fully voiced and i like i want this to be a series i don't care if it's netflix it would make sense because this game's been out for a while on apple arcade so now it's coming to nintendo switch playstation 4 xbox one and pc on may 28th uh, it's going to be 29.99 so yeah, that's a, that little bit out of the way. But this has been out on Apple Arcade. So it'd be really cool to see this on maybe like an Apple TV Plus, the, that service. They definitely need more content. But I would love to see an animated uh, Shantae series, movie, whatever it is, even if it was a few shorts or something like that. Like this would be really cool uh, just based on the production value of this game. Um but yeah, it's a, basically, yeah, you go to an island. There's supposed to be a half-genie show, and you team up with all these other half-genies. And then everything goes awry, as it usually does in these games. But the uh, the supporting cast is just as charming as always. Uh, the the locations and locales are, are fun to explore. So far, I haven't hit one of those frustrating walls that you usually do in a Metroidvania, where you want to keep progressing but you can't remember where you saw the stupid little thing like there's usually something to direct you in the way or it's very obvious where you have to go next uh and and i'm loving it so far it's uh, it's really really good i've been playing it on switch but like i said it is coming out for all the platforms uh, and i did play this on apple arcade on my apple tv and so far I have not seen any major differences, but I did play it when it was first released on Apple Arcade, so it's been a couple of months. Interesting. Now, for some reason, I thought, did they release the full game on Apple Arcade, or was it just the first chapter, or whatever? Oh, man. Uh, now I have to look at that. Because I thought that was uh, the thing, like they were releasing the first chapter or something like that, but maybe I'm wrong. Shante and the Seven Sirens Apple Arcade. I believe it's full. Um, okay. Let me let me just double check my actual. Uh, instead of googling this, maybe just you know actually check Apple Arcade. 
um, instead of just being a dummy. No, that's okay, Mark. Um, I'm, I'm I'm I, I love Googling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, as far as I can tell, the Apple Arcade version is the uh, the same version. Honestly, I got a little distracted and didn't play uh, too, uh, probably as much as I should have on uh, Apple TV because from what I played on Switch so far, I'm really, really loving it. And uh, I've gotten further on Switch than I did in Apple Arcade. I'm a couple of sirens in, so you battle sirens, I guess, uh, spoiler alert, they're kind of the, the big bosses or whatever. And the boss battles are super fun, super exaggerated and big, just like most Shantae games will have these giant full-screen bosses that are so much bigger than you and you have to figure out the way to uh, to defeat them. Um, it's really, really cool. Uh, one thing I loved about the Switch version I've been able to play this, and it feels so perfect playing this with the SNES controller. Oh, nice. One downside, uh, if you don't have the official Nintendo Super Nintendo controller, if you're using an 8-BitDo or something like that, you do need those extra L and R buttons, like the uh, the trigger buttons on your normal Switch, the ZL or ZL, if you're American, I suppose, and uh, ZR. Uh, they do functions in the game. So with the Switch controller, with the, the SNES Switch controller, uh, it is a bit of an awkward stretch to hit those buttons because they're kind of up behind the other uh, the other ones. But um, it feels so good The using a, a proper control pad to play this game. And so far, I haven't run into any issues other than those uh, those trigger button mapping uh, things. So really, really good feels right at home on Switch. And uh, and I'm sure, you know, if, whatever platform you want, uh, this is going to feel good. But uh, if you're fans of the series or if this is the first one, I don't think you need to know really anything about past Shantae games or anything like that. It kind of explains things, uh, explains what a half genie is pretty quickly you get introduced to the like i said fun characters and everything and it's it's just a blast man it's it's really really fun i uh was never a big fan i mean i liked uh, when it first came out but they came out more of a pixel art style back mm. in the day um but when they brought out the last game half genie hero um with yeah. that animated style like in this it just blows me away it's so beautifully done yep. the voice acting is fun um <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I cannot wait to play it. It was the last, you know, that was funny. Fun fact, the Shantae game uh, was the last game I played my Wii U. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was, a, it was a end of the, it was a fitting end to that system. It was a beautiful game. Looked great. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it makes sense to play it on the Switch. But I will see. I've got Apple Arcade. I've got a trial waiting for me on that. Right. I might as well try it there and see what it is like. So it makes no sense yeah. that I should not do that. Okay. So thank you for pointing that out. That's of there. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's funny because uh, we were talking before the show. So there's, you know, the, the review kind of embargo uh, goes up as you're listening to this today um, on, on May 26th. Uh, so while I was talking about this, Todd heard the review, uh, but we weren't allowed to publish this. But I said, you know, this this game's been out on Apple Arcade, so people have been able to play it. And there's there's footage of it played on on Apple Arcade and and that kind of stuff. But even looking in some video game groups over the weekend while I was playing this game, I I could see people saying like can't wait for this to come out this week or some people uh, posting screenshots of the game and people like how did you get to play it? And I was thinking other people got review codes, but a lot of it was no, I'm playing it on my phone or I'm mirroring it on my TV or I'm playing it on the Apple TV or whatever. 
Uh, and it would show them with PlayStation and Xbox controllers because you can sync those up to to Apple devices. And uh, yeah, it's it's funny that a lot of people seemingly don't know uh, either about Apple Arcade in general, don't yeah. know what's on it, don't know this game's on it, whatever it is. Uh, so I'm super pumped for this game to get the attention it deserves. And like I said, I... <sighs> There's just something about playing it on the Switch that feels right. It feels like a Nintendo game. Shantae, I think, would fit perfectly into Smash Brothers oh, yeah. without skipping a beat. I would love to see her as another character. And, uh, you know, like I, I've talked about it on the show before. I hook up my Xbox controller to both the Apple TV. I have a holder for my phone uh, so I can, I can play games on my phone with a proper controller. And there's just something about playing it on the Switch that that just feels right i don't know i can't i can't describe it but it feels you get that nintendo feeling especially with that super nintendo controller uh but even in handheld this game is still beautiful it still plays really really well and uh i don't know man there's just that switch magic that makes it a little bit different but uh Anyway, this game is awesome. If you're looking for a Metroidvania, if you're a fan of the series, it doesn't let you uh, let you down at all. It is uh, it is really really fun. So yeah, it's uh, from Way Forward again. Thank you so much to the Way Forward team, and uh, twenty nine ninety nine on May twenty eighth. Oh, that's excellent. Cannot wait to play. I've been looking for things to play on my Switch, and this is the type of game that makes total sense to play it there. Um, so, But obviously, if I can play it somewhere else for free, that's the, that's the rub, <laughs> right, Mark? We've got that. That's such a big thing with video games these days because it's like the Xbox Game Pass. I mean, ugh, you know, it's that waiting game. Do you want to wait or do you want to go? It's just like there used to be games with gold and uh, PlayStation plus the free games. It's like, oh, I just bought it, and now it's free. So, yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, it happens yeah. all the time. Um, yeah, one, one thing I forgot to mention, uh, since I have been playing this on switch, uh, with that animated art style, uh, this one's going to look really good on PS4 pro Xbox one X and Mac and PC. If you have a a 4k screen or higher, there is 4k hand painted visuals in this game. So if you're looking for that, like just stun it, like I said, I, I played it on my Apple TV 4k. I don't know if it was running in 4K on that. It might have been 1080p. Uh, visually, I didn't notice that much of a difference playing on the TV. Obviously, in handheld, the Switch is a lower resolution. But uh, yeah, this game is going to look great wherever you play it with that hand-drawn art style. But if you're looking for the 4K visuals, it is available on those um, higher resolution consoles. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Mark, uh, since you were playing a good game, I've been playing a lot of games that have been kind of unsatisfying to myself oh no <laughs> yeah so let's, you talking about, about yeah so you talking about the sega genesis classics maybe going you know i own that on switch i should play this so i was playing it and i was just going through the games just you know a lot of these i thought i knew what they were and i realized i didn't know what half these games were i mean <laughs> i you know first one i tried was alex kid and enchanted castle wow that game is not good I mean, nope. you start off you like a cool <laughs> dude and you can kind of punch things and then there's these weird cars and they'll just run you over and you're dead. And I'm like, why? <laughs> I don't understand the point of the game either. Yeah. So there's no story. No. It just drops in, goes, have fun. 
Yep. It was not fun. I did not. Yep. Uh, but but like you said, I love the setup, the interface. It's so cool. But then, yes, you get into these games, and it makes it super easy to get in and out of them very quickly. Uh, save states. It's really fun. The fast-forward part. I didn't realize some of these games just had a lot of just – before you could even get to play, there was just all of this either – um, sometimes you had a little bit of a story, but sometimes it was just to get through the load screens and everything. I'm like, can I just start playing? So, um, yeah, I mean, there's two game, games that start with Alien, Soldier, and Storm. I don't think I remember either one of those games. There was another one. It was an Alien Crush. No, Alien Syndrome. I don't know. That you had like a team of guys and you would kill aliens. Okay. It was neither of these games. Um, <laughs> Beyond Oasis was, I guess, kind of a Zelda-type-like game. But it was action mm. uh, combat, but it was set in like Arabian Nights. Not a very good game either. Fans, <laughs> I mean, uh, I mean, really, when I really got into the games that were good, Comic Zone is a really fun game. Um, yeah. Crackdown. I didn't realize what this Crackdown was. Um, yeah, I yeah, I kind of set that one away. But there's a lot of games where you throw your head. There's Decap Attack. Did you try that mm. one? No. Your ability is you've got this head in your stomach and you shoot people with it, kind of like it yeah, punches totally. them. Yeah. And then you can right. pick up skulls and you can throw them as well. You know, okay. classic. You know, everybody had a, uh, a mascot platformer back then. So one of them. <laughs> yeah. uh, another one called Jeez. Dynamite Heady. I don't know why it was called Dynamite Heady. You were like a, a, a chicken thing. It mm-hmm. was weird. Yeah, I, I really, the games that I thought really, st- you know, stood up were uh, the Golden Axe games were fun. I thought those yeah, yeah. held up well. Um, other than that, um, uh, yeah, I, I need to revisit and see if I can find some some uh, deep classics. But the Streets of Rage game I thought was kind of fun as well. Yep. And I always like Vector Man, so maybe I'll go back and try Vector Man. But the 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 one that just surprised me the most, I didn't realize there was a Virtua Fighter, Virtua Fighter Two on mm-hmm. Sega Genesis. Looks nothing at all like Virtua Fighter because it's not polygonal at all. It's just like standard pixel art and like wow that was half the fun of that game so <laughs> i think we talked about that uh, a few episodes ago didn't we with um someone one of our guests and we talked about virtual fighter for the uh, game gear yes so sega had uh yeah seemingly some strange virtual fighter partnerships that that didn't live up to the 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 oh. virtua part of virtual oh. fighter or virtual fighter right because like that was the whole thing it was like virtual fighters right and they were all like uh polygonal and it was like the yeah. 3d you could move the camera so it was putting you in this virtual space for the first time in a fighting game kind of thing and it it re- like those games the proper ones really broke some ground in the 3d fighter space of trying to figure that out um and then you saw mortal Kombat like 64 or whatever it was uh try to do copy and emulate some of those moves of the the camera shifting and stuff which is funny now playing mortal kombat 10 and 11 to see that it's basically just back to a flat screen there's no more moving around the arena it's just kick the shit out of each other on a flat 2d panel and whatever i mean the visuals look fantastic now but um yeah so it's weird to see that sega did have this this weird virtual fighter like hey me too me too but they couldn't pump out the visuals or something so it's so strange I yeah. might have been the CD, the Sega. Was there a Sega CD version, or was it just 32x? That's when it finally started looking kind mm-hmm. of like what you saw at the arcade. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there you go. Uh, Sega Genesis Classics. I think there's fun to be had. 
just know that you're getting into an era of games that where Sega had a lot of interesting titles, but not always to the level of quality that Nintendo had. So there you go. Yeah, I think that that's one I can recommend if it goes on sale, because yes. you'll see the Sonic, even the Sonic games. And I think I mentioned this when I first got this game on Switch was it went on sale. So it was equivalent of buying three of the games separately, because I think usually the games are about six bucks or so Canadian anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, you know, about somewhere around five, six bucks, something uh, like that. So it, when I got it on sale, I think it was, yeah, if I bought Sonic 1, Sonic 2, and Comic Zone or something separately, the rest were basically cherries on top. So yes, some of those games are complete duds. Some of them, it's interesting to jump in and see like, oh, they thought this mascot was going to take off or, oh, they thought this concept was going to work. Uh, no. And then some of them, it's, you know, the most fun you're going to have loading those games is seeing the the bedroom all set up, the virtual bedroom for the title screen and popping the game in the system. But uh, yeah, very interesting collection for sure. Yeah. Uh, and, and I did notice that I, I, I like the fact that Sega did allow a lot of people bringing their games to the system, uh, the Genesis, to play with that opening Sega, and they'd let them mm. do different things. I like that. I, I right. said that was ingenious because they could play with it, kind of like a uh, you know if you have like a, a movie where it's like Paramount Pictures or something like that, and they'll blend the movie into the uh, that title sequence. So mm-hmm. um, that you know, kudos for them having a little bit of fun with that because I don't think anybody ever gets to touch Nintendo or they'll get killed or something like that. Yeah, it's very, very rare if they do, I think. So, yeah, yeah, good call. Um, another game I've been playing, speaking about uh, licenses and, and fun things uh, with with those uh, those properties and, and things, uh, Star Wars Pinball. I, I love pinball, and, you know, I haven't really played a good pinball video game in a while, and jumped on this one a couple of weeks ago, and for whatever reason, I've been really picking excuse me, picking it up and playing it more the last couple of weeks. And uh, it's got, uh, again, I, I got this one on sale, so it's a great game to get on sale. But it's I, I think now that I've played it, I see the value in it because at first it was kind of an expensive pinball game, but there's so many different tables. There's so many different ways to play. There's challenge modes. There's almost like a career or story mode. It, it doesn't tell a story, but you kind of go through and complete different challenges and collect uh, holocrons, Jedi or Sith. You pick your side. Uh, really, really fun. So I've been really enjoying just going through and unlocking. I think there's like 19 or 20 different tables. They're all very unique. They all have different challenges. They all have different uh, scenes and stories that are all well animated. Uh, so, you know, you, you launch an event and you pick a scene from the movie and it will kind of, you know, go through a very simplified version of that, but it'll say, you know, Han Solo will be hiding behind some boxes. So you have to hit three different lanes to take out the stormtroopers in a certain amount of time or something. It's, it's really fun. It's, it's, uh, if you like pinball, this is a great one. Check it out. Yeah. I think I bought, uh, the various different pinball games games on different devices and have tables across everything and i i think those are are such a fun update and and light play pinball in different ways um now i think which one was it so one does licenses and one does the actual like um and sometimes they'll make non-real pinball games and then one does only actual pinball games that have actually released two Uh, there's a pinball fx and then one is pinball arcade 
yeah, Zen. Zen or something like that. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I can't remember which one's which, but uh, yeah, and I don't even know. Honestly, I don't even know who handled this game. I uh, should have probably looked that up. Let me try right now, very quickly. But um, yeah, I, I again, I've been playing this on Switch. Uh, it's available for the other platforms, but one thing I saw on Xbox was this game seemed to be broken up into the different tables or you can buy them individually. I don't think you have that option on switch. I think it's just one big collection, collection. which, uh, which saved me a ton of money. So, uh, compared to what I was looking at, uh, on, on Xbox. So uh, again, especially if you can get this on sale, uh, this one is made by Zen studios. Okay. Um, yeah, if you can get this on sale, especially, but even at full price, this is uh, a great value. Uh, there is 19 tables. I was, I was uh, right on with that one. Uh, but And it's everything from the classics straight through Rogue One, uh, Solo, Clone Wars, Rebels. There's there's everything in here. It's it's uh, it's really, really impressively done. It's, uh, it's really cool. Nice. Yeah. Uh, pinball is something that... Oh, it's a pinball arcade does all of the real um, pinball games that you've played oh, okay. at the actual arcade. Yeah, so right. Zen does pinball FX. So there you go. You've been yeah. learned. Both are worthwhile, especially if you played the real ones back in the day. Yeah. Uh, this one, I, it has a, a mode that I really want to check out and just haven't had the time to to properly, I guess, adjust my Switch the right way. But it, it does have uh, like pinball table mode where you can oh, basically nice. put your Switch screen. Uh, what would that be? Whatever. Vertically. Uh, uh, vertically. I suppose. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you can set it up vertically. Um, like so good that I want to get one of those vertical grips for the switch right now and just like have it just for pinball. That's the flip grip. Uh, is that what it's called? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. For all those shmups and all those arcade based games where vertical mm-hmm. is the way to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's one button to switch like the camera and, uh, and you know, there's, there's yeah, a ton of different modes. I, I was very impressed with this package. I got it cause I love pinball. I have, since I was a kid, I had a, a tiny pinball, uh, machine when I was, when I was a kid and I still have that right now. It's actually up in the baby's room. Um, that I, I kind of cleaned it all off and everything, but, uh, I, yeah, it's been a long time since I played pinball and, and I'm, I'm loving this man. It's, it's great for, short little pickup sessions or like, you know, burning a couple of hours <laughs> into this and not realizing where the time goes. It's uh, it's really cool. Yeah, we have a pinball bar uh, that I have no clue if it'll open again. Hopefully it will. But um, I've never been there and I've always wanted to go. So that is uh, something I will definitely do all these aspirations of things to do once, uh, you know, the the everything is open back up. That is something I want to do. So there you go. It's a goal. Um, let's see. So, uh, Mark, I was telling you that I played uh, a game that I want to love, but I still can't. And that is Sunset right. Overdrive. It's a studio love, Insomniac Games. It's a game that I love the aesthetic. It's playful. Mm-hmm. It's fun. And I've tried it twice now. And I thought, well, maybe I was just not in the right mood to play Sunset Overdrive the first time. But then after playing it again the second time, I realized I do not love the way they combine the motion and the combat where you're basically Mm -hmm. grinding on rails a lot and just doing kind of like these that's objective they say you want to be above the ground grinding on rails and shooting 
and it just I, I always feel like I'm not making the jumps right or I'm missing them or I've missed my spot to 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 shoot them and it's tied into tricks so if you mess up your tricks you don't level up enough and it mm-hmm. just yeah I don't know so how far did you get into it when you played it um not too far I kind of found the same problems that you had like I I tried to stick with it I played it after I played Spider-Man so it was kind of Maybe that was my mistake. I don't know. <laughs> you could, you, it was interesting going back because you could see the roots of some of their movement and the flow of kind of going building to building and, and throughout, you know, traversal of, of Spider-Man. Um, but yeah, there was just something that that didn't quite click there for me anyway. But I did get, uh, you know, a, a decent way through it. I stuck with it for several hours i didn't just kind of you know play the tutorial and give up but uh yeah it i i definitely agree with you i know what you're saying and it seems interesting that there is uh, some people would say there's good it's like uh what is it good platinum bad platinum in a lot of ways i would say there's there's really good insomniac and there's okay insomniac because they made that other game was it fuse Mm, that was right. a multi-platform yep. game where that first yes. one they showed yeah. it was like going to look really colorful and pretty and and cartoonish almost like you were a group of like agents and then they yep. completely revamped it lost all its charm and aesthetic didn't really have any unique gameplay elements and it's like oh and then this is the second one i would say that didn't really knock out of the park i think some people really enjoy this game but um and it'll be interesting to see if this game ever comes to playstation now that uh insomniac is a sony studio but you know, hey, I'm glad they made Spider-Man. I enjoyed that heck a lot more, and I love Ratchet and Clank. So, yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see how that goes. Um, and then, Mark, uh, you saw a trailer that some people were a little bit, I guess, grumpy about, that it appeared <laughs> the way it did? Yeah, so uh, Fortnite just had another event. So they have been crushing it with these virtual events. Again, this Party Royale mode seems to be they, – they seem to be trying – uh, Ready Player One kind of stuff, like at least starting bits of Ready Player One, where they just want you to go as your avatar, hang out with your friends. There's paintballs, there's uh, vehicles, there's a full island to just mess around but not shoot and kill people. Uh, they had the Dylan Francis, um, Steve Aoki, and Dead Mouse concert a couple of weeks ago, and this past week they had a Tenet world premiere. So that's the new Christopher Nolan movie. Uh, and this was the first place that you could see this trailer. So Jeff Keeley and one of the stars of the film, John David Washington, um, they actually opened this up. So you went on Party Royale Island. There was a big screen just like uh, before. And uh, they introduced the, the movie, they introduced the trailer, they talked a little bit about the experience and about, uh, you know, Jeff Keighley was his usually uh, usual cheery kind of self and, and a really good interviewer. Um, John David Washington talked about his love of video games and the PlayStation controller that he's literally worn the nubbins off and all this kind of stuff. Um, and then they played this awesome trailer for this awesome looking uh, Chris Nolan movie. And then they talked a little bit at the end. And another big thing that I don't know how people are going to like, they finished it off by saying there's going to be a full-length Christopher Nolan movie shown inside Fortnite. 
coming up. More details coming soon. But uh, yeah, that's uh, it's it's a, a weird kind of thing. The whole presentation lasted about 15 minutes, start to finish, with the uh, what three or four minute trailer thrown in there. Um, but yeah, that was that was it. So um, yeah, what do you what do you think? I'll, I'll get your feelings on this as someone on the outside and then I'll, I'll tell you what it was like on the inside. I, I'm perfectly fine with this. I mean, I don't know about watching a movie within Fortnite. I mean, I don't know if right. that's ideal because it, it would be like going to a drive-in movie. I mean, essentially, right? Uh, I mean, all you'd see all the people around you. Um, <laughs> it's maybe not ideal because it's kind of not, uh, your screen might be obscured a little bit. But the fact that this is just a trailer and um, there's not really the draw of traditional media to get people's eyes in all in one place anymore. But everybody's playing Fortnite. Well, at least the audience that they want to reach out to are playing Fortnite. Younger, uh, that demographic versus traditional TV. People are watching streaming services and they typically don't have advertisements. So how do you reach out Mm -hmm. to people? How do you get those impressions? Um, And unless you're searching for tenant, you're probably not going to see it. Um, So I think this makes total sense. I love it. I love the way they're branching out and trying different things. It's cross-promotional. Great, another stream of revenue where they can give away things. And I think that's something that they, if they continue to say, we want you to watch something, but we're going to make it worth your while one way or the other as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and if it's even just, I mean, Fortnite, if if it got an exclusive movie or a way to show a movie and you could watch it for free, I mean, that would be huge. Because if you would just told your parents, hey, mom and dad, you can watch a movie for free. All you have to do is download this game one way or the other, you know, PC, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, if they want to, I mean, they'd probably do it, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Especially, uh, you know, the the way and I really enjoyed this for the concert, at least. I, again, I don't know how this is going to work for a full Christopher Nolan length movie, which tend to be on the longer side of things. But for the, the concert a couple of weeks ago, I really enjoyed just being able to go in there with my friends and hang out and talk and say, oh, man, I love this song or man, that was a great track or whatever, or just do stupid little dance emotes through this whole thing. Uh, so where we can't really go to a movie theater and we can't, although this one is still scheduled to release in theaters July 17th, we'll see if that comes true or not, whatever, but uh you know, to be able to hang out with my friends, whether they live here and I just can't see them thanks to social distancing or they live on the other side of the country and I never get to see them. Uh, it's just a cool place to hang out and interact. And I've, I've said this on the show many times. That's one of the big reasons I play Fortnite is to just hang out with my friends. Uh, so if, you know, if we can sit for two hours and, and watch a movie together and uh, I'd love if it was Batman because I got the Batman skins when they came up in Fortnite, so watching the Dark Knight as the Dark Knight, I think it'd be pretty fun. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll kind of see how this goes, I guess, and and uh, see. I'm I'm interested to just see how they're going to pull this off. Uh, like you said, is this going to be something where people can be jumping in front of you while we were getting set up? Not during the trailer, but while we were getting set up for the trailer, someone hit me with an ATV and set me about a hundred feet in the air. <laughs> I took no damage because it's Party Royale Island, but it was still like you can't control what other people are doing. 
while the trailer was playing, someone did kind of walk behind my character, but the way I was kind of angled, uh, they did kind of pass in front of my screen for a second. Didn't really take anything away. Uh, it was during the interview part, not the proper trailer, but, uh, yeah, so I'm wondering how they can control that or what they're going to do for that to accommodate people. Uh, are you going to set up – are you going to be able to set up kind of a private party island so I could just go there with my friends and watch a movie with, you know, two to 20 people, whatever? Um, or are you going to be there with randos who you can't control? So I'm very yeah. curious to see <laughs> what movie it's going to be, how they're going to set it up, when it's going to be. Uh, Fortnite – I think right now there's a countdown in the game. I haven't played in a couple of days, Thanks. actually, since this trailer. Um, there's a countdown, big event happening, I believe, the end of this week on Friday or Saturday. And uh, people are saying it's a big cataclysm countdown, uh, doomsday countdown kind of timer. Uh, and the new season. So this season ends and the new season does start in uh, in June. So... We'll see what happens. Uh, it, those Those events usually don't affect uh creative and i'm guessing they won't affect party royale either but uh for battle royale there's going to be another big event this coming week so uh lots of exciting stuff in this game what do you bet this movie is going to be that they show in in game do they say specifically new or just a christopher nolan film a classic christopher nolan film classics wow and and does does fortnite have to be all ages what's the requirements for that i don't know i really um, don't i mean tenet tenet did they they showed some violence not nothing gratuitous uh, gratuitous but they they showed you know gunshots and explosions in a, a plane running through something and then mm-hmm. talked about how they filmed that stunt and everything um and and christopher nolan's work i mean tends to be more mature anyway so yeah. I, you know, I, I really don't know if they're going to be worrying too much about that. Um, I doubt they do something hard R, but um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I've maybe, I mean, the one that would probably make the most sense would be a Batman film. And I know That's WB a- has played with uh, Fortnite before, but uh, Batman Begins maybe? Because it's not as dark yeah. as like, say, The Dark Knight. Uh, mm-hmm. dark, you know, uh, dark Knight rises is not exactly embraced and it's kind of a, does have some hope at the end. I, but maybe mm-hmm. the Batman begins. I think that would be the movie. Yeah, I could see them doing that. Um, I was, yeah, you know what? I was thinking the dark Knight just because that's the best one, <laughs> I don't know, whatever, but, uh, Oh no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Uh, yeah, I, I I think you're you might be right, and and who knows? Maybe they'll do Inception, so you'll be watching Inception inside a video game, and it'll be a little bit meta or something like Ooh, that. But could, I could see yeah, them they could play with the uh, environment, maybe. That yeah, makes yeah, yeah, could be could be a cool event. But uh, anyway, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how they do this. Um, and yeah, I mean, I'll I'll watch the Prestige dress as Batman. I don't care, whatever. That's uh, it sounds fun. So yeah, it's it's gonna be cool to see what they do and how they do it and uh, and all that kind of stuff. But that's you know, Fortnite is becoming more and more. I keep saying Ready Player One esque. Uh, maybe not virtual reality yet, but this is way more now than just a battle royale game or God forbid, save the world mode. Uh, this is becoming a platform in itself for 
promotion for creativity, for hanging out with friends, for, um, you know, whatever virtual conference, you see this happening with, with animal crossing, people are having virtual graduations and conferences and meetings and this and that. Um, but animal crossing and Nintendo in general usually make online hard and difficult to set things up. And you really have to try for that. Fortnite seems to be making it just effortless and easy. And, uh, and we did mention this week, you shared something in the secret friends group about, best-selling video games and i said i'd love to see if this was downloads or or units purchased Mm -hmm. or whatever it is instead of money um you know (laughs) like how many were bought because fortnite's free but like you said you can tell your parents you can tell anyone to download this game and as long as they have pretty much any device because it's on smartphones consoles pcs friggin' toasters at this point basically like it's everywhere and it's free. So the barrier to entry is uh, about as much as downloading Skype. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And uh, who would have thought that the studio that made uh, Unreal, Gears of War would go on to do this type of thing it's just it's just amazing and uh yeah and and they still make they still make engines they're still doing cool stuff as they showed you know that new engine that's going to be up for everything under the sun so um i'm excited and uh that is such a interesting company and their their story just and you know cliffy b he left before uh he really (laughs) got to see where they could become so yeah mercy yeah uh, last game I'm going to talk about, DuckTales Remastered. Um, I remember playing this and loving it, like Shantae. King something, you know, 8-bit and then turning into a beautifully uh, animated, uh, you know, almost like looking like the actual animated series. Um, I wanted to play it again because I never did. I think I got tied up in the difficulty. So I just said, you know what, mm-hmm. I'm going to man up and I'm going to be doing this on easy mode. <laughs> <laughs> just so I can play it for fun. And I'm loving it now that it's not as hard because I, I, I want to enjoy it. I mean, I'm not that young boy that, you know, could could dedicate my whole life to being good at games. So DuckTales Remastered is just a blast. I was glad to play it again. It happens to be backwards compatible on Xbox 360 and Xbox One. So that's where I'm playing it on Xbox One X. And it's fun. I'm just really enjoying it. So if you like it, I told my friend about it. He goes, wow, that looks like the cartoon. I'm like, yeah, and they even have the voices of the original yeah. show. And it was the last role that the guy who did Scrooge McDuck did before he died. So mm-hmm. it's it's wonderful. So I'm, I'm really enjoying that game too. Yeah, it's a great game. Um, I I liked what they did with this. I, I went back and played the original in the Disney Afternoon collection, and I have no idea as a 36-year-old man right now how the hell – I was ever able to beat that game, (laughs) I think, three times in a row without getting hit. Wow. I think that was it. Because my my friend's shitty cousin told me that there was a secret that you unlocked if you could beat it three times without getting hit. And I practiced my ass off until I could do that. And I did it and nothing happened. And I threatened to hit him with a car (laughs) even though I was way too young to drive (laughs) Gotta love it. But uh, anyway, yeah, that was, uh, man, yeah, we had some time to play uh, when we were kids. But easy mode, thank God. Oh, yes, yes, thank you very much. Um, then we get into news. Um, really, um, it was kind of an interesting news week uh, that, we, that we've had the last couple of weeks because things have started happening. We've gotten into this mode of, we're calling it the event formerly known as E3, has now kind of morphed into the summer of games. Thanks, Jeff Keighley. Uh, so stuff happening and news announced from May 
all the way to the end of August with Gamescom. And uh, you know who's not playing that game, though, Mark? Nintendo. Yeah. Yeah, they are just, as usual, marching to the beat of their very strange little Donkey Kong drummer. <laughs> Conga? Donkey Conga? <laughs> yeah, Donkey Conga drummer. Frick. Man, yeah. So, uh, yeah, Paper Mario, the Origami King. This one dropped out of nowhere. Super quick release date, too. It's coming out, uh, what, July 17th? Mm-hmm. So a couple of months heads up. Uh, you called this, did you not? Like perfectly called this. Although you said this was going to be their big game for the fall, so you were slightly I thought off. So. But yeah, yeah, never so happy to be wrong. I'm guessing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, and I think this make this game makes people so happy. Yeah. Uh, and one one really cool thing about this is there was a leak before this game was announced saying. Paper Mario uh, is going to go go back to their roots, uh, which this game looks, thankfully, like it's it's going back to the roots, getting rid of the sticker star crap battle system and all that kind of stuff. Uh, that, that Seemingly, from the trailer, it looks a little bit like it's going back there. Um, but that was one of the leaks. So if this is true, maybe those remastered collections that were also part of this uh, year of Mario 35th year anniversary celebration, whatever they end up calling it, uh, maybe those are true as well. So I'm still holding out hope and we'll talk a little bit later about uh, the fall, um, but still holding out hope that some of those other rumors are true. Yeah. Um, I think Paper Mario is a, a series along with the Mario and Luigi series that uh, are divisive to a lot of people because people want what it used to be versus what it's become. Um, my son loves Sticker Star or um, Color Splash. Um, okay. I, I did not. I love the aesthetic. I love the way it looked. I didn't like the uh, the fact that you basically had um, almost like a card system. You'd run out of cards. Mm-hmm. You'd have. I mean, I didn't like that. I, I really don't want it to be based on. Um, uh, like a inventory of things I have to use and then I have to reconsume. I don't have items I can use. And this one, it looks like you're using items uh, just basically as your attacks in regards to like s- shoes. You're wearing those. They'll give you abilities like armor or something like that. So I like that. And apparently it's using this like almost like a grid style where um, if you line up the characters correctly on this um, wheel, you can then attack. Maybe it's using some more of those time attacks. So I'm excited. It looks cool. I love the aesthetic. Um, and they're playing around with it. They're having fun. And maybe they're doing some some uh, teasing with us, Mark, when they show the end of it with Mario wearing that uh, Samus uh, Metroid hat uh, or, mm-hmm. or mask. And I think it looks cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that Metroid tease was... Just way too mean. Come on, give us something. <laughs> give us a remastered collection. I don't care. Whatever. Even give us uh, at this point um, a Federation Force on Switch. I don't like. Just just give us something Metroid esque. It's just just come on. Don't don't tease us like this, Nintendo. Yeah, it's time. Uh, so I'm glad they're doing this. Um, I was a little worried, like you said, with the release of July 17th. I was worried because typically Nintendo announces an announces a game, but it's typically four to five months before they then release mm-hmm. a game this being so tight it must be just a a, a a situation where they realize 
that they can't do that because if they felt they followed that, they would only have maybe one game <laughs> announced and nothing else would be coming. So, um, and if this is a smaller year, I think most people are fine with that. But if you've got enough games that are fun, like this game, plus then the Mario um, remakes, I think it satisfies uh, multiple groups. And then we'll yep. talk about what might be coming after this. But I think this was just what a lot of people needed, especially when we really didn't know what Nintendo would be showing after May. And, and now we know June and July. So June is going to be a uh, fighter, the first fighter, I believe, for Smash Ooh. Brothers. Yeah. Uh, July is going to be this. So we're still seeing that kind of monthly uh, rollout from Nintendo. I'm sure before too long, we will hear what's coming in August, September, and then we roll into the fall. So uh, this, they're at least saying, hey, there's still going to be some stuff to entertain you this summer. Uh, whether it's DLC or uh, or other stuff. And I expect some more Animal Crossing news to be coming out because that game continues to break records and sell like crazy and uh, be in the zeitgeist. And it's not going away anytime soon, seemingly. So I'm sure we'll be hearing about that sooner rather than later. Yeah, um, I think Nintendo has needed some new things to talk about. Um, a lot of these Nintendo sites, it's just all Animal Crossing or has been all Animal Crossing. And eventually, <laughs> yeah. even like fans of Animal Crossing are kind of getting burned out because you do something enough enough times, even its magic can wear out. So I think it's good to have this something to pulse it in. So and no game should have to have the burden of everything on it that long. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. No, no game, no matter how good can can hold that weight indefinitely. Um, but one game that I, I think is hoping to come back into people's hearts and minds, and that is Tony Hawk. Uh, his pro skating series died with it with a horrible skateboard peripheral. Uh, was it called the Move Board? <laughs> uh, went away. Then yep. they tried to bring it back with a HD version back on the 360. Fell flat. Um, skateboarding has kind of gone away. It hasn't really come back, and now it's coming back with Vicarious Visions, a team that's been associated with Tony Hawk in the past. Um, mm -hmm. This is a basically uh, almost like a remaster, I would say, rather than a remake, but it's it's with care and kindness, and um, they are bringing back as much of the soundtrack as they can. Uh, and one funny thing that they did, Mark, is they're actually including the skaters at their current age. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Which is hilarious because the games came out 20 plus years ago. So now you're getting to see mm -hmm. old man Tony Hawk and, you know, guys that may be <laughs> not in great shape, you know, gray hair, um, probably right on longboards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did you see that they're also offering a special edition or collector's edition with a skateboard? No. What? Yeah, that's 100 awesome. Bucks. 100 bucks. Get you in the, in, in the, in the, I mean, that's not bad. A $60 board, though, I have no clue if it's just a, a piece of crap or if it's decent. But yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, decent boards uh, would usually, again, Canadian prices, uh, but, you know, they'd, they'd range between you know, 60 and 100 bucks. So it's probably on the low end of decent. But, um, you know, it's, it, it's, I, I'd say it's, it's not going to be. Uh, is that is that the full board or is that just the deck? Do you know if it's it's everything included? Oh, it's I'd just say, a deck. You know, You're absolutely right. You're just a deck. Just a deck. I, okay, I, put, so, no, that, I put a picture in there of it. That's the, that's yeah. actually really good because if it's just a deck, that's in a decent price range for a okay. good deck. Okay, so then you so can add in if that the correct was, components. 
Yeah, exactly. So then you can pick your own wheels, trucks, everything yep. else, and uh, and you know set that up how you want to. Um, so that's actually really good news. That means it's probably a, at least a decent quality, maybe not pro level, but a decent quality deck that you can then customize if you actually wanted to ride it um, or just keep it as a cool keepsake. And a, a deck without anything on it is a lot easier to put up on a wall or display somewhere than something with, again, you know, wheels and trucks and everything else that are just going to get in the way of the artwork on the board. So that's that's really cool. Yeah, and uh, you know the fact that it's going to have most of the soundtrack coming back. Some of the songs, people, I mean, just love all of those tunes. Um, especially if you continue to practice, you just get they get in your zeitgeist of like all these cool songs. Kind of like uh, uh, "It's All I Want" by you know uh, the Offspring in Crazy Taxi. Same type of experience. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, I actually, uh, when I read this, created. A Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 soundtrack compilation on Apple Music and sent it to my brother. And it has literally everything. And he was like, you are absolutely insane for compiling these. And I was just like, I just I want to hear Gorilla Radio and Superman leave me alone. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and the reason I was able to rhyme off uh, prices of decks and stuff is because he wants to build a new deck. He skateboarded Ooh. a lot when we were kids. And uh, I was helping him look online. So that's why I could rhyme off those prices really, really quickly because I was literally doing that last night because I'm excited about the music. He's excited about the skateboarding. And uh, yeah, I'm uh, I'm very excited for this collection. It's awesome. Yeah. And they even added uh, online so you can play together, which is something you never were able to yeah. do with these games. So yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, Not coming yeah. to Switch, though. I know. And that's so weird, especially where Vicarious Visions is handling this. Uh, If you don't know Vicarious Visions history with the Tony Hawk franchise, it's all almost all Nintendo. The GBA. Uh, I played that. The GBA GBA version. Oh, my God. (laughs) Man, they, they did the GBA versions. They did the DS versions. The DS versions were fantastic. Skateland, Proving Ground, um, Tony Hawk's Underground on GBA. Um these, these games were so good for what they could do at the time. I love these ones. And uh, for Vicarious Visions to be handling this, I was like, oh, man, this is coming to Switch. And then they're like, everything but Switch. And it's like, like, it just, it seems so weird. It seems just like such a missed opportunity. I'm hoping that later on they say, yeah. hey, you know what? We had to get these other platforms out first but we're working on optimizing a switch version and making sure we fit it on that hardware, whatever, you know, so the usual BS, whatever, but uh, I am a hundred percent buying this on my Xbox. Cause I can't wait. It's going to be awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Um, something that's not coming to Xbox or switch is ghosts of Tsushima. Uh, we had the state of play uh, just dedicated to show finally show gameplay of this game coming to PlayStation 4 um, in July as well. Um, I'm not sure if you got a chance to watch it yet, Mark. I didn't watch the full gameplay. I watched uh, several minutes of it. I saw the basic gist of, uh, you know, the wind directing you where to go, animals in the environment, uh, being able to pet the fox and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, It looks beautiful. 
it's it's kind of an interesting experience because I wasn't knowing I wasn't exactly un, uh, really sure what to expect. Was this going to be more like a uh, action type of game? Was it going to be a little bit more of a uh, Souls like Neo type game? Where um, and it's going to be a blending of that, I guess. Because when I looked at it, the the movement uh, seems very fluid. Um, you do have the ability to tackle this in more of a stealthy way, like as a mm-hmm. samurai. And be truth, you know, be basically have that samurai uh, code of honor, or play as the ghost, which means that you are a terror. You don't, yeah. you don't care about yeah. having any honor, um, and you like to see people. You people, you want people to see you, so you can mm. inflict that terror and have them go away. Basically, this is a a samurai that is trying to uh, bring back honor. He's trying to bring uh, fight back, um, I guess, rival warlords, and. But it's it's really cool. I, I I don't know if I'm gonna be good at this game. I hope it's not too difficult. <laughs> Apparently, you can yeah. you can die within two to three hits. Um, there's different styles of fighting. Um, you instead of having a traditional like uh, waypoint and arrows, apparently you're supposed to follow the breeze or wildlife mm-hmm. to get you to go where you're supposed to go. There's a black and white, almost like um, uh, ancient or not ancient, the old uh, samurai films story mode as well, mm-hmm. like where it's black and white. Um, I'm just really and I'm just blown away, and I, I need to see this in 4K because um, I only watched it on a 1080p monitor, but I mean, this game right. looks just beautiful and just the aesthetics i cannot wait um this is going to be a really you know busy you know back end of the year with big games last of us ghosts uh and then we've got cyberpunk and whatever else gets dropped and then obviously halo and those games that are coming out in the fall and assassin's creed so there's some heavy hitters this is gonna this 2020 is gonna end on a high i think for current gen yeah, it seems to be uh, heading in that direction for sure, and hopefully things won't continue to get delayed and they have enough of a headway that, yeah, they can finish projects and get these out, um, and like you said, to, to fill up the rest of the summer and going into the fall. Uh, I'm feeling the same way about this game as you are. I am notoriously terrible at stealth games, so if I can play this with uh, Moon Knight Kind of, uh, you know, I'm I'm wearing white because, you know, I want them to see me coming kind of thing. Uh, then cool. I will be the ghost. Uh, there, there's just yeah, I don't have the patience or skill for uh, for stealth games. Uh, this game looks really, really beautiful, though. And um, the combat stuff, like you said, dying in one or two hits uh, reminded me of if you want basically the most demake version of this game possible uh check out one strike it is a pixel art 2d fighting game but it's uh it's basically that you you have samurai weapons so sword this that whatever uh and it's it is basically what the name says one strike uh so it's a lot of blocking parrying and you get that one chance to strike your opponent and whoever basically strikes first wins uh it's very 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 cool different fighting game uh, i have that one on switch but i think it's on everything nice yeah there used to be another game on playstation oh i can't remember what it was called it was uh sword fighting and you could kill someone in one strike i can't remember what it was called um mm. not samurai show it was something else but yeah uh i'm excited for this i don't know if i'm gonna be good at it or it will be my style um i haven't liked all sony games um i mm-hmm. i lo- wanted to love horizon zero dawn and love the story love the environment did not love the combat so i kind of gave up on that game um, so we'll see. 
Mark, uh, we are getting, once again, we talked about the Games of Summer. We're getting another um, basically digital conference, and this is called New Game Plus Expo, June 23rd, 2020. This one's going more so in indie creators with, I would say, a mm-hmm. bent towards the Asian gaming market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so we're seeing... Uh, oh, good. I was going to say Sega, Atlas, Natsume, SNK, Idea Factory. A lot of these studios, I know of them. I don't always know the games mm-hmm. they make, but I mean, are well-regarded. Way forward, a game the studio we just talked about. Uh, yeah. MT Creates, Axis, Grasshopper, Arc Systems, Gung Ho. Uh, does Gung Ho make Ninjala, or is that a different studio? Uh, you might be right on that one. I'm not sure. Uh, honestly, I stopped reading this list after Way Forward and Indie Creates because <laughs> that is all I need. Those two studios are fantastic. Uh, we, we've talked about the Shante games, but also Way Forward. Just I tend to love everything they do, mm-hmm. whether it's the Mummy Demastered or uh, you know they do fantastic um licensed stuff they do great stuff like like i said on the shante series um and then inti creates um yeah man they they are one of those studios that makes you feel like um well like i was saying with the the super nintendo controller it makes if you're if you're playing those games you feel like you're back on the super nintendo uh doing some cool Mega Man style stuff or whatever it's uh man awesome studios so i'm very excited for this one and i love the name new game plus that's so cool Oh, I just love it. Yeah, it's going to be a seven-hour-long live stream. So trailers, highlights, full stream on YouTube after the live stream finishes. Um, 14 publishers. I mean, this is so much fun. And um, the more the merrier. And the lo- the great part about this, and I don't think a lot, of, a lot of people are sad about E3 going away, but by spacing these out, nothing is really going to get a chance to get overlooked because, mm-hmm. you know, Xbox dropped a megaton or whatever everybody's going to have their time in the sun and it gives us more time to actually find those games that are just going to be potentially new classics. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's, that's one problem we've had with E3 for years. It's a couple of days or a week max of this news dump. And by the time you're reading about something, something else is trying to take its place and it's so easy to miss things for the past whatever 20 years or you know it's it's uh it's it's nice to see things and i'm hoping that the other game studios and and platform developers and everything kind of adhere to this schedule of letting everyone have their day letting everyone have a little time to shine uh so i'm hoping you know, no other big megaton announcement comes like June 22nd or June 23rd or 24th to, to coincide with this, right? Like give them a couple of days grace. Uh, everyone has, there's, there's no rush anymore. Uh, let, let's everyone play nice. Right. So like, this is, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm loving the direction that this is going. Yeah. Uh, the more the merrier, uh, more of these. I like it. Uh, it was just kind of like Jeff Keighley with that summer game, uh, games of summer, like calendar, what's coming up. It gets me excited. I understand when things are coming, yeah. which is great. So add it to your calendar market. You can add it to out. I did. Yeah. Last calendars. time. Yeah. It's yep. great. I love it. Yeah. I, yeah. I instantly did. Uh, actually while we were talking on the last episode, I went and added that, uh, that to my calendar. So I, I see everything as it's coming up now. It's, uh, it's straight to my phone. It's, um, yeah, man, it's it's great because, like you said, there's so much going on, but that calendar makes it so easy to be like, okay, well, 
you know, June 9th, Steam Game Festival, Summer Edition. Uh, that's going on actually the 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th. Oh, 13th, 14th. Holy crap, Steam Game uh, is yeah. really taking over. Um, yeah, it's it's so cool. Developer Showcase on the 22nd, uh, this event on the 23rd. Like, it's there's a lot of stuff, man. That calendar is going to come in handy. Yeah, the last uh, announcement was that uh, Valorant announcement uh, that's coming out. So, yeah, more to come. Uh, and the best thing about it being on your calendar, you can tell people, oh, no, I have an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Merck Sorry. is busy. Yes, yeah, yes. Exactly. yes. So I'm, I'm booked. Sorry. Important announcement. I have to go to and attend. Yes. Uh, so good times are ahead. Um, but uh, good times are here for video games. You know, in this, this um, environment of covid and everything and all these negative impacts to almost every industry and then there's a bright spot video games are on fire because it's one of the things that can flourish in this current environment um apparently sales up for april mark up 73 percent to a record 1.5 billion dollars in april um this there hasn't been a big april as big as this since uh april 2008 that was the heyday of the Wii. Um, everything mm-hmm. was all on all cylinders. Um, all three systems were on fire as well. I would say it was the closest uh, performing generation we ever had, where all systems, I would say, were in it equally. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is amazing. Um, this one figure just blows my mind. Sales of the Nintendo Switch through this year are the highest of any hardware platform in history. Wow. 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 That is incredible. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it makes sense incredible. because very rarely have you had a um, console where you had two different points of entry at the same time. One, you know, still $300, pretty affordable. And then one at 200 I think they mm-hmm. got the right mix where they can just, you know, blow it out of the water. And this is also coming at a time when there are still people complaining that you can't find them. So can you imagine... Yes what kind of record this would break if they were readily available to everyone that wanted one. Cause I had a friend message me the other night saying, I kind of want to try animal crossing. Where can I get a switch? And it was like, Oh buddy, hold on. Hopefully you can find one. Yeah. So yeah. Can you imagine if the, the inventory was there, you know, we're already seeing record breaking sales. How much more could this, like potentially have been that's that's what i'd love to know is to to try to get that statistic and say this is how many people bought but also how many people wanted it this is what they could have done if nintendo had their uh, their inventory shit together but you know who could have predicted the this this kind of climate that we're in and and how many people would be clamoring for uh, for entertainment yeah, uh, I mean, hardware sales up 163%. This is crazy to $420 million. Uh, I mean, that's exciting, and we'd expect the Switch to be doing really, really well. It's it's new and fresh. Mm-hmm. The fact that the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox One are up 160% year over year. These are systems that are dying, you know? I mean, they've been going yeah, they're, down. They're we've got new systems coming in. You know, no, I mean, they've already sold, you know, the PlayStation 4 is already almost at $110 million. I mean, there's just not much room for growth. And the fact that it was even growing that's crazy compared to last year yeah yeah that's yeah. wild wild yeah. wild numbers but uh good for us because we'll have you know lots of hopefully new people listening and and talking about video games and it's always great to uh 
to well always better to play together always better to game together and and to uh to talk about video games together and share this this common uh hobby so uh the more the merrier it's great absolutely yep and the funny part is the the switch system that people want the most is the original the one where you can play together um and those ones are almost impossible to find so um it's great you know Mm -hmm. i'm glad people are playing together because i don't think the switch is a one-trick pony pony like the wii kind of was with the with the uh Mm -hmm. the wii sports because a lot of times people that was only the game they play with this there's just a so many new options that people can play with. So, folks, yep. if there are any new gamers in the group, let us know. We can make recommendations. We can play online together. Uh, we are there for you. Uh, something we're also there for you is predictions, Mark. Uh, the <laughs> event, formerly known as E3, is no longer happening, or it's it's happening now because it's in the games of summer. We are going to get drops all throughout the summer. Um, but the thing that makes this year really exciting is new consoles, obviously. Two new consoles. Mm-hmm. Last time this happened was in 2013, uh, when Xbox One and PlayStation 4 both launched. So this makes uh, the announcements a, a lot more interesting. It's not going to just be about games. It's going to be hardware and things like that. Um, and this is where, like we said, the video game industry is at a high point. Um, I think back in 2013... The video game industry was kind of like, oh, consoles are dying. Nobody wants them. It's you know, Nintendo was just launching the Wii U and it wasn't off to a good start. The 3DS, I believe, had a rough start as well. So we are in a completely mm-hmm. different Fair. spot. Yeah, this is exciting. So we've asked people to give us predictions, and Luke Lore wrote in with his predictions, and we'll go through and add in Luke's predictions as well as we do ours. We asked for PS5 launch date price lineup. Same thing with the Super Xbox. And then Switch is a little bit different because we don't think they're going to have any new hardware, but they might. So we said games, feature updates, and hardware, if possible. Potentially revisions. We'll count those well. So, Mark, um, quite honestly, um, I'm just going to give you a broad announcement. When do you think they're actually going to announce? When is Sony going to announce the actual and reveal the actual system? I didn't put that in there, but I just want your thought um, because we haven't seen it. Right. Uh, I think that Sony's going to do this. uh, You know, I'd say they're both going to be sooner rather than later. I'm giving June or July as a time frame. uh, Most likely, I'm thinking end of June, uh, simply because I think as hardware manufacturing ramps up and it's it's going to have to ramp up really, really soon if they want supply to be there for the launch in the fall so i think there's going to be some leaks anyway if they don't get out in front of this so i think we're going to see yeah that late uh late june maybe early july kind of hey here's what this is going to look like here's where you know it's a little later than e3 might have been, but I, I think that's uh, that's when we're going to see stuff from from Sony. Uh, the the latest that they can to get out in front of leakers. Yeah, I've, I keep hearing this rumor about June fourth. People keep oh, talking okay. about it. It might happen. So I think that probably makes sense because Sony has been so quiet. Um, they've kind of given shown all their cards for their current gen games that are coming out. Yeah. Um, so I don't think they feel like they're going to shortchange those games at all. Um, and it might be the perfect time to say, and by the way, 
these games mm-hmm. will be playable on PS5, whatever. But yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to stick with that June 4th date. I think they're going to reveal the box um, and maybe go through the, the basically the um, UI um, and possibly show some games from both first party okay. and uh, third party. So you think I don't think big drop June 4th, like a, yep. a week from Thursday. I think so. And I don't think okay. that we'll see a price yet. I think if that's where we're going to have the chicken, <laughs> the game of chicken. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't know yeah. who's going to want to show their cards first, because that really um, the last time that happened, Xbox dropped first and PlayStation mm-hmm. said, oh, three hundred ninety nine dollars. And this is how you share your games. <laughs> <laughs> we remember that. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Phil Spencer, I think, is already um, has already alluded to the fact that they're setting themselves up to be a little flexible with the price just in case that happens again. Uh, but they've also kind of seen, you know, the tech specs that Sony was showing off and Mark Cerny was talking about, and they kind of have a pretty good idea of where Sony is coming in price wise or where they believe Sony will come in price wise, unless Sony does something crazy and takes a massive hit or something on every console sold. They could always do that. But from a smart business perspective, it sounds like they kind of know where they're coming and their pricing kind of uh, similar to that. But I really don't think we'll hear about pricing until August. Yeah, I think you're from right. From either console. I think you're absolutely right because – but they eventually have to do it. It's, <laughs> they can't yeah. say it's launching in November and you'll find out the price in November because they've got to do <laughs> – uh, you know, they want to know how many they actually have Pre-orders to deliver day stuff. one. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's uh, – I, I think August would be the latest they could push that back. But uh, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, it gives you time to save your money up for the fall, you know, or if you're buying, still buying uh, masks <laughs> for your family. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll start off with, um, so we've kind of figured out what we've got. Xbox already relieved their, released their box. We know they're going to show some first-party games in July. Um, they said they're going to have announcements almost every month of something happening. So we do know we're going to see games first-party in July. So very cool. Uh, but when it comes down to the actual mechanics of the things we're talking about for predictions, uh, Mark, so we let's, let's, let's actually pivot to Super Xbox. What is okay. their launch date? Uh, November 6th. November 6th. Okay. And what is their price? $599 US. Oh, no. They're going to go to the Sony, the infamous $599 US. Oh, sorry. Dollars. $499. $499 okay. US. Okay. Ooh, okay. Okay. Oh, I was, I was taking, happy about they're that. Taking the, they're taking the place of uh, Xbox One X. Okay. Perfect. Yep. That's where that's coming in. $500. Okay. And what would you say their launch lineup will be for exclusives halo they're gonna pull a nintendo they're gonna have halo um and then they're gonna have all of this stuff that's that's backwards compatible that's uh enhanced for series x but the big one that they're going to start off with is halo um i i really don't know if we're going to get anything else that's that's specifically xbox series x i i and and with halo still coming to xbox one i don't know if we're going to have a specific this can only run on xbox series x at launch uh and i think there's they're going to explain that in in a couple of different ways one is they're going to compare it to a phone or a pc or something like that if you want something running at the best specs the Series X is for you. If not, 
the Xbox One X, the Xbox One are still excellent choices for now. Eventually, things will kind of get pushed out just like we see with with phones and everything else. Um, But I also think they're going to say, you know what, right now people are constrained money-wise. People are constrained uh, or the the system is constrained, um, you know, just stock-wise. So until we get this stuff figured out, we're not going to see a Series X exclusive that can only run on that platform for six months. Do you think they will... What uh, Xbox One versions will be still available when Series X launches? I think we'll see the Xbox One X drop in price. Uh, And then I think they'll still sell the Xbox One S, but I think that is going to be dirt cheap. That's going to be your entry level. That is going to be your get people into Game Pass level box uh they are going to get that as cheap as possible it's probably going to be maybe you know the all digital edition at that point just to knock a little bit more of the price off you won't be able to get uh, a, a xbox one s that will accept discs um i think that's going to be their like super cheap entry level thing to get people in the door and then take whatever 100 200 bucks off the uh the one x and then Series X takes that the 500 price point. Cool. Very cool. Well, Mark, I will <laughs> trump you with your date. I'm going to okay. say November 3rd. I know this is weird because I looked at the dates available. Um, yeah. It's funny. They typically launch on a Friday, so you would hit it with November 6th. November That's 3rd why is a Tuesday. Yeah. 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 And November uh, 3rd is a Tuesday, which is typically when video games release sometimes. Mm-hmm. So I went with November 3rd. Um, and... It's funny because I looked November 13th, Friday the 13th. Nobody wants that date, right. which is a, right. which is a pain. And you, I don't think you can go much earlier because guess what? You're in Halloween time. And I don't think that's mm-hmm. the right time to launch a box because it just feels, you know, your season. I don't know why, but I just feel like that's a weird time to launch a new system is right in the middle of Halloween. I think people's focuses are on somewhere else. Um, so I'm going to say the... Xbox Series X will be $499, and they will have the Series S, and, and and it could be one of two things. Series S at $299, and then I think you're going to get the um, the SAD edition for $99. Woo, mercy. Yeah. I, I don't think they want something to say, well, I could just get the Xbox One X, which is still super powerful. That mm-hmm. could distract from... And then they're just going to say Series S is there. That's that essentially replacing the Xbox Series One X. So basically say, you can get the super crappy cheap edition, but you're <laughs> going to notice it's not playing games great. But we don't want to give you right. a, a version of a system that can still play games that looks beautiful in 4K and all those things. So I think they're going to say, mm-hmm. yeah, we want you to upgrade this way. But we're going to still give you an option that's dirt cheap. And by the way, you have to probably have Game Pass or something, dig- buy all your games digitally, which means we make more money. Do you think they'll actually hit the 99 I was thinking like 150 for this one. Maybe when that's I was what saying they, like super cheap. I was yeah. thinking 150, maybe 175, 99. Man, that thing would like that'd be a whole second life for the Xbox One ecosystem. I think. Like, I think so too. You'd be yeah. picking those up to just give us gifts. 
It makes sense. I mean, if they're all in on, I mean, the the price of that hardware has got to be super cheap these days anyways. Mm -hmm. And the fact is they want as many people uh, buying games digitally or getting a subscription. It's just a no-brainer, especially if Sony's still out there with selling the PS4 for 200 bucks, and they don't have an essentially a Game Pass option yet. So I don't know. Could work. Yeah. I'd, I'd buy a Series S for my dad just to like play like golf with friends or something like that. Like yeah. he hasn't played video games since like the NES, a couple of games on the Wii, like you said, Wii Sports or whatever. But like at that price point, like, yeah, I'd be just throwing these things out. Like, hey, you get an S. You get an S. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Really so, crazy. yeah, I am curious though if there is really will be a Series S. I don't know. At $299, mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense. But I mean, if they're going to go after Sony, they, they could definitely op- offer a box that's kind of like, undercuts them and still gets them mm-hmm. a next generation box. Yeah. That maybe yeah, is just a smart tiered down. Yeah. 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 And then I say Halo, of course, we, we think we know that's coming. I'm going to say Forza because the, there hasn't been a proper Forza in many, many years. So they probably worked on it mm-hmm. and racing games show off systems. So well, I think that could be there. And I think, and I was looking through all at of launch. I think it's at launch. Yep. Um, and then I think it's going to be me being stupid. I think they're going to have a new Banjo Kazooie game, not done by Rare, oh, but I think they are going to go after that because I think there's a lot of nostalgia. I think there's a lot of want for that type of game, and it would kind of hit all the quadrants. You know, something that's more adult. And not done by Rare. Not by, done by Rare because Rare has their Who's new game. Who's handling this one? Yeah, well, I don't know if Rare has it out to Platonic or maybe maybe although Platonic said they aren't doing it, so maybe. <laughs> What if this is the playgrounds game? <laughs> it's a fable. Right. <laughs> that would piss people off. Who knows, man? Yeah, that uh, that'd be cool. Uh, see, my when I said six months out for their first Xbox Series X exclusive, uh, the game in my mind was Forza, uh, just because I don't know if it'll be there at launch because we haven't heard yeah. about it yet. But uh, I could see them doing a, you know. Uh, launch window as nintendo always uh, explain you know like the that six months or whatever uh, it is i could see i could see forza being that first uh, that first one that i mentioned but it's not at launch but uh man banjo kazooie uh, i'd love to see perfect dark as uh, another but i don't think again i don't think perfect dark is going to launch at the same time as halo because Again, two first-person shooters, even though they're they're vastly different universes. Uh, I just I don't know if that's a smart play. So uh, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting to see what they come out with. But banjo is uh, such a great idea because get you know, that that gets the kids in there. And I have something in mind for Sony, but I never for some reason thought of banjo. So good good call on that one. And it might just be all those uh, those levels that were made in Project Spark. <laughs> 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 We shall see. Uh, Luke Lore, though, says he says Series X is $500 with Halo at launch. It'll be the only AAA uh, Xbox Game Studio game at launch. Okay. All right. So you got definitely uh, conservative. Yeah. 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 Okay. I didn't see Luke's before, by the way. I'm just uh, I'm going to put that out there. I had no idea what Luke was saying. Uh, I didn't see that come through on Twitter. So, um I'm glad we're we're seeing eye to eye here, Luke. This is uh, I I see you. I hope you're all wrong. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, we give it to PS5. Yeah, PS5. So, Mark, I the reason why I picked November third for Xbox is because Sony's going to do November sixth. So Xbox is just going to say, okay, great. We'll undercut you. We'll get right there. Well, it's probably the soonest we can do without being in Halloween. Um, 
and then I'm saying 499. I, I just don't think they have the price flexibility that that uh, uh, Xbox has. Um, mm-hmm. And I think we're going to see Ratchet and Clank be one of their launch titles. Um, whether it's a remake of the second game, or whatever, like they did with the original Ratchet that came to PS4, it might be uh, Ratchet and Clank Collection and do the whole thing. I don't know. Or it could be a, a brand new game. Uh, Insomniac Studios, I think, has the throughput um, to do more than one game. And I think it would make sense, especially they're one of their core studios now. Um, and people love Ratchet and Clank. And I think it's a light enough game. It's fun to pair that up with something that is a hardcore game. And that's Gran Turismo 85 or whatever it's called these days <laughs> or whatever it will be called. That will definitely be the the horsepower game. It'll, game. it'll be the game that shows you, just like Forza, what these systems are possible from and it just make you uh, just sigh. And then, <laughs> this is so dumb, but I'm going to do it anyways. There's been rumors that Sony has been buying all of Konami's IP, and I think they're going to get, you're going to love this, they're going to get, um, <laughs> I'm so dumb, they're going to make a Castlevania game. Oh, wow, okay. And I think they're going to get From Software to do it. I was just going to ask if this is like this generation's Bloodborne. So yeah, okay, that that makes uh that makes a lot of sense. I I like it. I like it. it. I'm I'm not off so many people though. Oh, it would. <laughs> oh, it wow. really would. Yeah. Mark, For what are you sure. thinking? Uh, I'm thinking Sony's going to push back the release date to the 20th of November. Like you said, Ooh. they're going to avoid that 13th and I think they're going to go as late as possible right before that uh that black friday or that that's probably is black friday is it the the 20th i'm guessing it would be uh, yeah yeah so i'm thinking as people are rushing into stores they launch that at the 500 price point full price but they're still people are clamoring into the stores it lets them get as much inventory as possible ready to ship out they don't feel like they need to beat Xbox to the punch this time around, uh, and they're they're feeling pretty good with their exclusives, which uh, will include. I went a slightly different version, but I'm glad we're uh, we're on the same page. Instead of Ratchet and Clank, I'm thinking we'll see the return of Sly Cooper this generation. Ooh, very good. Yeah, but very Ratchet and Clank style with humor and kind of a remake slash reboot kind of whatever but that's going to be uh, where they're going to launch it at uh, at this time and um i don't know i think they're going to do some sort of shooter but i don't know if it's going to be a new ip or a continuation slash reboot of of something else um what did they launch this uh, ps4 with or kill zone window kill zone yeah it will be that kind of esque kind of game i don't know if it will be kill zone but I, I would say they'll have something to try to compete with Halo, whether it is Killzone. Was it Killzone Four? So Killzone Five would be. It was. Yeah, it had a. It had a. I think it was just Killzone Ellipsis. Okay. Parenthetical <laughs> something rising. I, I do have it over on my fall. shelf. I could get yeah. up and, and check, or I could Google it right now. But I'm gonna just move on and say maybe a Killzone game or uh, new FPS. But I think that will all come uh, November twentieth. And I was wrong. Uh, November 27th is Black Friday. Okay, so right before then. I don't think they'll push it back to the 27th, but the 20th is uh, standing out for me, for Sony. And what was your price again? 
Uh, they'll they'll match the five hundred uh, of 500. Xbox. They'll okay. they'll both come in the same. Four ninety nine ninety seven, like Walmart. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for some reason. Yeah. Um, okay, and then uh, Luke comes back and he says, uh, "PS Five has three AAA exclusives in its first six months, so they're going in that release window, like you, Mark, um, and then also priced at five hundred dollars. So yeah, you and Luke are kind of in the same page again. All right. Can we get to the wild card, Mark? with switch <laughs> oh my goodness does anybody really know what they're gonna do we talked about this the fact that you know we really don't know what they were going to do and now it's kind of out there we've had some rumors so so from a game's perspective what do you think their fall looks like uh i think it's going to be the fall of remasters i think we're going to see some of those mario rumors come true uh 64 galaxy one two sunshine all in a bundle still don't know if they're going to be cleaned up or just straight ports we'll see uh maybe with like slightly bumped up visuals for the galaxy games possibly uh but uh yeah that's that's my feeling on those uh and then i'm i'm hoping and this may be naive, but I'm hoping that Metroid tease in Paper Mario was uh, the, the point at something Metroid, whether it's the Prime Trilogy, which I think it would be, uh, or something else. But uh, I think it's going to be the fall of some remakes. I really have no idea what new stuff we're going to see, honestly. Like, just can't even begin. All right. Yeah. Any- 1080 snowboarding. <laughs> oh wow! There you go. I like that. There we go. That's no no wave right no off wave race. We're getting 1080 uh, snowboarding. No snowboard no, kids. If 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 wave race is coming out, it's coming out this summer. It'll be okay. in, uh, that'll be our August game. Nice, nice. Oh, feature updates. Where about yourself? Uh, oh, feature update. Okay, let's uh, yeah, I'll go through that first. Uh, feature updates. Um, new switch firmware whatever you want to call it, OS update with uh, some backgrounds. That'll be it. That's literally all they're going to do. That's all that's going to be. Oh, wow. Your hopes have been diminished. Add some backgrounds. And the backgrounds are going to uh, cost money to download, but you can only download them through my Nintendo. (laughs) You're not even going to get them for free from uh, my Nintendo either. (laughs) No, no, you can't you can't cash in coins for them. You have to pay, but you have to buy uh, gold uh, like uh, Mario coins. Oh, no, the currency my of my Nintendo. <laughs> so the, the currency is gonna, um, so the the wallpapers are going to cost 500, but you can only buy them in lumps of 600. <laughs> so that's that's how they're going to get you. Um, kind of like the old uh, what, Xbox points, like the uh, the, yeah, the conversion like factor was ridiculous. Stuff. Yeah, exactly. Space yeah. bucks. Oh, Mark, you're so optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> Any hardware tweaks or changes? Uh, we're gonna get a, a Super Mario console of some sort. I think it's gonna be a Switch Lite because they already did the uh, the Gal or the the Odyssey Switch proper. Um, that'll be about it. They're not doing a Switch Pro this this year. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. I, I think if they were going to, I think everything kind of got 
put on its head because of all the uh, coronavirus uh, factory issues. I know I even heard they have issues just securing components just for the regular Switch. So, And those are selling pretty well. So there's really no reason, I mean, even if this year is kind of like a, a down year because of potentially – they fired all their guns. They've you know been heavy loaded, and maybe people don't need to buy as many switches, but they're going to probably buy a lot of software this fall. That's my exactly. guess. Yeah. Yeah. So That's from- it's going to be fall of ports. Yeah. It's just going to yeah. be okay. We can't release new hardware. We what what kind of software file save as switch? Let's get this stuff out. Okay. Well, mine. <laughs> This is going to feel, yeah, to your point, I think this is going to feel like one of those years where it's not exactly a high point for Nintendo, but it is just what they need to do. It gives them some breathing room because I'm guessing they're going to have a big 2021 because they've had some time uh, because Animal Crossing brought them that breathing room. So with that, I'm going to be dumb and I'm going to say they are going to have a big game this fall and it's going to be Mario (laughs) Kart 9. Because why not? What does that team have? They've had nothing to do. They haven't supported it with much. Um, yeah. yeah. So I Mario like Kart 9, I think. And I don't know if this will be the one, but this would be cool if it was the um, Nintendo Kart. Pivoted it yes. over to... Yes, Mario Kart all the characters. or something. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. If I had to predict a, a time for that to come out, it'd be March. I would love to see it this fall, though. That would be amazing. That would blow my mind. Yeah. I think that'd be awesome. Uh, Mario remakes to your point. I hope they are not just ports. I hope this truly is, you know, and I don't know where this is going to go. Uh, if it's going to be a all in one package, like all stars, mm-hmm. um, you know, if it was basically 60 bucks for all three games, which kind of makes sense because these are games that are super old, unless they really did some unique things to them. Uh, fresh coat of paint doesn't always buy you, you know, full price, 60 bucks. Uh, but um, yeah, I would say 64 yeah. Sunshine Galaxy would be the, the games. I, and just I think, yeah, if they're not touched up, we'll see the bundle of uh, All-Stars 2. And if they are remakes, we're going to see them all coming in at a pretty $60. darn close to full price point. Yeah, okay. yeah, it okay. might be a little like might be 40, might be 50 uh, for like maybe 64 sunshine. And then the, the, uh, galaxy games are going to be full price. If they are like, you know, 1080p full HD remakes with new visuals, all that kind of stuff. Otherwise. Yeah. I think we're just going to get them in a bundle as is, you know, they'll look good on your TV. Now they'll play on your TV, but these are the games as is kind of almost virtual console on a disc or whatever on a cart. Yeah, that'll be it. I'm adding the notes in here, Mark. So I've got this because oh, we've added okay. some spice. All right. We've added some spice here to this uh, tamale of uh, flavor. Um, so I'm adding like, in the specifics. I say a Mario remake, $60 All-Stars version. You're saying if it's remasters, you're getting $60 a piece. So, and $60 yeah. for just yeah. ports. There you go. Like and it. lastly, Mario Sports Remix. I think this is the yeah. perfect time for it to come back because we don't have a lot of real sports. We really haven't got a lot of Mario Sports except for the Olympics game this year, and we got that horrible tennis game. So I think it's time for <laughs> Mario Sports Remix to come back. So there we go. I like it. G- yep. Game-wise. Feature updates. I think we're either getting an addition to the online uh, com- uh, catalog where maybe it's N64 games are added. I think, I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, or Nintendo is going to open the door to a subscription service for more hmm. uh, current games as an add-on oh. to Nintendo Online, uh, potentially an extra $10 a month. Okay. 
All right. So you're you're thinking Nintendo's going to launch their own Game Pass, essentially? I think so. I think they've wanted okay. to do something. I've heard hints about they want to have a Disney Plus-like service. I don't know mm. what that means, but I think that could add a lot of value and it gets people on board. And if you think Nintendo Online plus this extra cost of maybe $10 a month or whatever, that would make Nintendo a lot of money. But maybe they don't. I don't mm. know. But I'm just thinking that would be smart um, for Speaking hardware revision. Speaking of Disney Plus, sorry. Speaking of Disney, Disney Plus, I think we're going to finally see Disney Plus and Netflix come to the Switch. Oh, that's a smart one. There's yeah. my there's my software prediction or okay. whatever you want to call that. Let me update that cuz I think that's a smart one. Yeah. Uh, so you said it's basically Disney Plus and Netflix. Makes sense. Mm. Hulu's just hanging out there having all the fun. I mean, exactly. And we don't even have that in Canada. So it's YouTube or bust. Um, and I think to your point, I think there will be the most they do with hardware this year will be some type of, you know, custom systems that are really embracing uh, some of the aesthetics that we've wanted. Um, and because where it's going, I think you are right. I think we are going to get a um, a system that embraces the past. And I'm going to go all in, Mark, on your favorite, that atomic purple switch. Oh. Full yeah. on. I'm just going to embrace that it. N64 aesthetic. Mm-hmm. I and love wouldn't it. Wouldn't it be awesome if they made the dock look like an N64? Oh, that'd be awesome. So there we go. That'd be great. Uh, and then Luke wraps it up with uh, Nintendo. Um, let's see. No true, up, new, no true upgrade to Switch. Is there no need to stress their manufacturing given its current sales? So basically, he's not commenting on any games. Basically saying he thinks they're going to downplay it on uh, manufacturing anything and do this year. So definitely, thank you, Luke, for your uh, feedback. We love it. Mm-hmm. Um, great to hear your thoughts on what's going to happen in the world of games. We don't always hear a lot your perspective on anything but Xbox. So great to hear mm-hmm. what you think about what else is going on in the gaming uh, sphere. Always appreciate it, yeah. So, Mark, this is it for this week's episode. Folks, if you have additional uh, predictions you want to put out there, it's you know this isn't the only time you can do it. You can keep pulsing those in uh, you know, as things are happening. Let us know what you think is going to happen in the world of games over the next six months. We want to hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I look forward to the, the first show as a an official father. I don't know. I've kind of felt... You know, building all the the cribs and high chairs and toys and all that, whatever kind of stuff, like Father Lee. And I know, like, you know, he's there. Like, you know, I can feel kicks and stuff. But, like, first one as an official father, that's going to be cool. I think Insomnia is the official uh, badge (laughs) of being a father. So uh, enjoy that. Yeah. Points unlocked for that. Well, great. (laughs) Well, Folks, thanks for joining us, and we will see you in two more weeks. But you can follow along with tweets and things that Mark and I will do at Tioxtra, at the underscore Canardian, at Secret Friends U. You can follow us on Facebook with our group and page, or you can call the hotline 872-225-2496. Leave a message, three minutes or less, and you can can get a copy of RoundGuard on Xbox. You can also be in the running for that with an iTunes review. Mm -hmm. Make sure you take a screenshot and send us the picture of the iTunes review, because if you're in Canada, Todd can't read it, and if you're in the United States, I can't read it. So if you uh, tag us with uh, on Twitter or wherever with that screenshot, then we'll know that you left it. All right, see everyone. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time here on Secret Friends Unite Co-op Mode. 
And remember, it's always better to game together. Genesis does. 16-bit arcade graphics. You can't do this on Nintendo. Genesis does. 16-bit arcade action. You can't do this on Nintendo. Genesis system by Sega. Genesis does it all.